Hello, everybody, and welcome to With That Said, the podcast focused on helping and inspiring Black millennials to succeed in corporate America. I'm your inspiration coach, Amira Lawson, and thank you for joining me today. If you listen to episode two, I discussed the four calling birds, which included having a mentor and a sponsor, but on a very surface level. Well, this episode will focus on the mentor aspect of that conversation. Let me start with the story. Early in my career, I was working for a large financial services company. I was about maybe a year on a job, and I got invited to attend an event honoring powerful women in banking. The keynote speaker that year happened to be a very successful Black woman at my organization. You ever hear someone speak and get chills? Yeah, well, that's what happened to me. She told her story of humble beginnings to her rise to major success in the organization. And her story was so inspiring and life-changing that I can still remember the feeling I had as if it was yesterday. I was almost in tears from her inspiration. So after the event, I sent her an email with the classic quote, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. And I let her know that by her shining, she unconsciously gave me permission to do the same. And then I asked her to be my mentor. It was pretty poetic, right? Well, I was fully expecting my email to go ignored or for her to reply with a, with a sorry, I love to, but I can't. But she didn't. She replied immediately and said yes. And then I got the holy shit effect. Here I was asking the president of the organization, a black woman that controlled decision-making for the entire Northeast to be my mentor, and she said yes. So now, all I had to do was send her an email, right? So I sent her assistant an email asking for some time on her calendar. He responded immediately and gave me a couple dates at work. We scheduled a time and we made it happen. I showed up to our first meeting on time, but I pretty much spent the entire time telling her how great she was and how excited I was to be working with her. I had no real plan. She did ask me a few questions about my goals, which quite honestly, I never really thought about. So I answered her questions sort of, you know, haphazardly. I can't remember exactly what I said, but I do remember leaving the meeting feeling like I had absolutely crushed it. I mean, I was pumped. But as soon as I got back to my desk, she sent me an email. I can still remember the little bloop like it was yesterday. The email read, Hi, Amira. It was nice meeting you. I look forward to working together, but please do read the attached article. When I clicked the article, it was a clip from a magazine. The title was, How to Be a Good Mentee. I gotta admit, I never read the article. So I showed up to the next couple of meetings and basically spent the entire time rambling about one thing or another. I mean, it was horrible. She let me vent most of the time and would chime in with some thoughtful career suggestions every now and then, which I would promptly push back on. In retrospect, I just remember how silly I must have looked. Here I was talking to the leader of the Northeast. She's telling me what jobs or career moves I should make. And here I am telling her that I don't think it's a good idea. Now, in fairness, I didn't necessarily have to agree with her, but perhaps I should have taken into consideration that she should have a pretty good handle on what parts of the company are growing, which are shrinking and where the good opportunities lie. I tell you that story to say, 
I learned a valuable lesson from that botched mentor-mentee relationship. I learned that I don't know it all and that sometimes I need to shut up and listen and that perhaps I should have read that article. As I've grown both professionally and personally, I think I've matured a lot as a mentee and I took that experience as an opportunity to do better. As the old saying goes, if you know better, you do better. And because I know better now, I want to share some of these rules of the road that have worked for me so that perhaps it could prevent another young millennial from making the same mistakes. Rule number one, before you pick a mentor, ask yourself why you want one in the first place. What goal are you looking to accomplish? What is it that you need? Do you have a vision for yourself? Because it all starts with you. Once you pick your mentor, you have to be prepared to use your mentor effectively. Rule number two, show up to the meeting with thoughtful questions and have thoughtful answers. Be prepared to address why you chose them to be your mentor. What are your career goals? What can they do to guide you? Ask them about the other mentees they've had. What worked well with those mentees? What could those mentees have done better? And then schedule some time for you guys to meet but be realistic. Rule number three, I suggest being prepared to meet at least once a quarter. And after each meeting, send a recap of what you gained from the conversation. What steps are you going to take next time? Before you schedule your next meeting, be sure to send an agenda. I recommend you send it one week before your next meeting. Rule number four, be prepared, but also be clear. Be mature and be prepared to accept constructive feedback and criticism. Your mentor is there to guide you, so you have to be open to that guidance and take into consideration that they have your best interests at heart. Ask them, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And perhaps they can help develop you into the best version of yourself, both personally and professionally. Rule number five, create a reputation of being a closer. Set your goals and reach them. If you have a goal to join the board of an organization, ask your mentor what they can do to help you. Perhaps maybe they know someone within the organization who could help you write a pitch for joining the board. Rule number six, be grateful and say thank you often. And if it's appropriate, send a handwritten letter or even a small gift. Rule number seven, take a genuine interest in your mentor as well. What do they like? How can you add value to their line of business? Can you be a voice or point of reference for them as to what's happening in the field or in, or in other areas of the organization? Perhaps you can provide them feedback on what the field is thinking about certain strategic moves the organization is looking to make. If it's appropriate, feel free to take an interest in their leisures or personal life as well. Rule number eight, a mentor is not a therapist, so don't make it a venting session. Don't sit there and badmouth other employees or complain about company culture. Your mentor's time is valuable, so use it wisely. Rule number nine, it's okay to present challenges within the organization, but also suggest how you consider solving those problems on your own. Provide your mentor with a list of steps you've taken to potentially solve these problems and then ask their suggestions or feedback on how you could have done things differently. Don't expect your mentor to do all the work. Rule number 10, 
It's the last, but probably the most important rule. Pick a mentor who understands the corporate landscape well and who has a good reputation within the company. Someone who's a leader, who's liked and respected throughout the organization. Now that we have those rules of the road sorted out, here are some things to be aware of. All mentors might not be a good fit. And here are some signs that you're not on the right path. First sign, a mentor who takes your confidential relationship public and shares it with other members of the organization. Remember, a mentor-mentee relationship is all about confidentiality and trust. So don't share confidential information and they shouldn't share your information either. This is not likely to happen, but I've seen it before, so I'm going to say it. A mentor who steals your ideas. Yes, it could happen. You might share a great idea with your mentor and later you'll hear it on a company call and they won't give you credit or say that it was your idea. That's not likely to happen, but if it does, be aware that that's a sign it's a bad mentor relationship. And lastly, remember that your mentor might not be a good fit for you. Perhaps maybe they cancel all the time and are constantly looking for you to reschedule. Or maybe there's just not a, you know, enough simpatico between you two. And that's okay. Be upfront and be honest with your mentor about the direction of the relationship. And perhaps maybe they can introduce, introduce you to someone who would be a better fit. Now that you've heard all these rules of the road and all these strategies for having a successful mentor-mentee relationship, you should feel prepared and confident to ask for your mentor. I want to thank you so much for listening to With That Set podcast and for listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Cast, or wherever you listen. You can always reach me on email at withthatsetpodcast at gmail.com. I want to thank you again for joining the conversation and stay tuned for our next episode where we'll discuss the strategies for finding a sponsor. Talk to you soon. Bye.